Savior and our King, the one who gave it all. He gave up everything. Let's think about the man who shed his precious blood so we could be his friends, his friends until the end. And give our love and praise to us and to every good work. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. Psalm 116. Psalm 116. From verse number one. Psalm of David. I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. Some of us cannot say we love God because you do not pray. Look, everybody, turn off your phone, okay? It's... When, we are, when, we, when you come into the service and it's preaching time, silence it. And those of you who listen to messages, send messages, test messages, WhatsApp messages, you're on other social media platforms in church. You see, one day I will say something. Because eh? it's, it's, it's a lack of respect for the presence of God. I'm telling you, you don't respect God at all. At all. Of the times that you have throughout the day, is this the place that you have to respond to messages? Yeah. And if people call you at a time you are in church, they know that you, they don't know that you are a serious person. They don't know where you are. You are answering calls in the church. It's not a good thing. It's not a good. It's not a good seed to sow. One day you'll be talking to your children, then they are they are they are they are sending messages in front of you. You'll be surprised. Or what you are saying is rubbish to them. Yeah. Everything is seed time. Yeah. Everything you are doing, you are sowing a seed. And the harvest is bigger than, yeah. Mm. Be, be, be sensitive to things. Mm. Many of you don't respect God's word. That's you don't love God. Because even your personal relationship, can you imagine that you yourself, you alone, you say you are praying. You are praying. Then as you are praying, you are responding to messages. Because you don't know how to pray on your own. You don't do it. That's how come it's like when you come to church, there's nothing like reverence or time for God. Because there are some people, when you are, it's like you go even to your boss. It is a sign of disrespect that your phone even just goes off in, in his presence. Yeah. Just that the phone will just ring. As he's talking to you, your phone rings. Then you, sil- then you, 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 you silence it or something. Then it rings again. <laughs> I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. They take notice of people who are like that. You don't have respect. Mm? 
and we bring it to church like that, it's not a good thing, I tell you. Yeah. I love the Lord. This is the psalm of David. Now, David is the person God said, I have found a man after my own heart. God loved him, and he also loved God back. See, God, we know that he loves us, for God is love. Eh? But the question is, do you love him? And the reason why he was giving that testimony is because he says, he hears my voice, or he heard my voice. Some of you, your voices don't go to God. Today we have not prayed. You have chat with, take your phone and look at the number of hours you have spent on WhatsApp, on Instagram, on your social media, whatever. Your phone will tell you your history of how you have used your time today. And ask yourself, of the times that the phone calculates, what time have you allotted to God as you are sitting here? That's what, you see, many people can't love God because it's like, when we speak, he doesn't hear. Yeah. When he speaks, he doesn't, when, when we speak, he doesn't hear. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Let's read on verse 2. Because he has inclined his ear unto me, therefore, Will I call upon him as long as I live? (laughs) This is a testimony of somebody whose whole life is dedicated to God. And this person is a king. He's not an unemployed person. He's a king. He has wives, not one wife. Yeah, he has women. Yeah, very busy man. Yeah. You don't have a beloved. You don't have a job. Eh? But you don't have time for God. Or you have one wife. All of us here, we have one wife. Those of us who have married. Anybody who has married here is one wife. And, and somebody who has several still makes time for God. Do you understand? Yeah. Intimately, not casually. Some of us are very, very committed to other things, but not God. Our love, our hearts are not at the service of God at all. You see, you can deceive yourself and us. But as for God, there's nothing like deception before him. He knows your frame. And listen to David. He's saying that he loves God because God hears his voice. And anything that he says to God, God hears him. And because of that, God has, it's like God has, to incline your ear means to draw your ear closer. It's like sometimes when somebody is saying something, then you, you, you draw your ear closer, you know. Yeah, it's like I don't want... Anybody to hear what you are saying? Yeah. Closeness. 
And because God listens to him attentively, he says, therefore, I will call upon him as long as I live. And it was evident in his life. Anytime David had a problem, the Bible says, and he inquired of the Lord. I'm talking about seed time and harvest time. And I'm still talking about the seed of service. Seed of service. Yeah. This is a servant's testimony. And we'll see. Let's read it. Verse 3. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. There is nobody who experienced wild things like David. He killed people, and people were after his life. He knew it. Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Yeah. He was in the valleys of the shadow of death. When you have a shadow, it means the original is there. Eh? Yeah. If we see your shadow, it means you are around. Unless you are a ghost. Even ghosts, I mean, don't think ghosts, they have shadow. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a ghost before. I don't remember seeing a shadow. I just saw it like that. I didn't see any shadow. Once you are alive, you, you, you have a shadow. So, he went through things. Some of the things that some... You see, everybody has problems. As we are here, smiling, some people always smile. It's not... Life is not about smiles. There are, there are things that you are going through. But the testimony of the servant... Even though the sorrows of death were around me and the pains of hell got hold upon me. It's like every evil that you can think about was around me. I found trouble and sorrow. Verse 4. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee Deliver my soul. Remember, he had, he had given a testimony. Because God hears him. Now, he's saying that I'm in a situation. And the situation is that I'm afraid. It is almost like death is closer to me. And evil, hell represents evil, torment. It's, it's getting hold of me. But then, Jesus. I'm calling upon the name of the Lord. Because he said, as long as I live, I will call upon the name. You know, some of us, there are times we have problems. You, you forget about God. You forget. That's why Christians are taken to shrines. That's why Christians are given things by people. But never to go on their knees and ask for God. Can you imagine... Can you imagine, okay, you live with a house help who helps you and you love the person and the person has a problem but can't tell you about it and goes to somebody else. See, when you hear it, what, what, what will you feel? Yeah. Yeah. 
Verse 5. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. Sometimes any problem that you have, eh, give it to the Lord. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Our God is merciful. His mercies are new every morning. It is one of the things that we are sure of as long as we live. That every morning, his mercies are new. It means that today, if you didn't, if you didn't tap into his mercies and it is night, by the break of another morning, he has brought you new mercies. That's the goodness of God. That's the goodness of God. Verse 6. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low and he helped me. He has been foolish. He has done things that he should have been punished for. But he says the Lord preserveth the idiot. The stupid one. He, 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 to preserve means that to make sure that you are not corrupted. Yeah. There are preservatives that are put in things to make sure that they stay for a long time. Because if you leave it like that, it will go bad. And stupidity means that some, some of the decisions and the things we do in life, we are meant to suffer. Punishment and shame. Bible says shame is a promotion of fools. Sometimes when you make a, 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 a decision which is foolish, what should follow you is shame. But because his mercies are new every morning, he preserves us. He makes sure that you don't experience the, the shame, but rather you experience glory. People are praising you. Wow. People are, but had it not been for the Lord, would have been consumed. I'm giving you a reason why you should understand that it is important for you to serve him. Because that's what David had. That's, that's what made him unique. It's like God saw in this guy a, a unique being and made covenants with him to the extent that even my, my, my beloved, my only begotten son, he will sit on the throne that I have given to you, not the throne of Saul. Yeah? Not the throne of Saul. It's like spiritually, Saul was the first king that was appointed. And so anybody who comes after that sits on the throne that was given to Saul. But it's like God wiped out any spiritual presence and, and, and grace or lineage or anything at all that had to do with Saul. His children died somewhere. Mephibosheth, uh, Jonathan. I mean, it's like his seed with that. Yeah. 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 And he gave it to David. Verse 7. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. It's like, Charlie, now he has an assurance that there is no need to be too agitated. He's speaking to his soul. Brother, return to your rest. Because God has dealt bountifully. It's like what he has done is overwhelming. So he, he looks at his body and he's speaking to his soul. Because sometimes you are troubled, eh? You, can't, you can be sitting by somebody, they will not know what you are going through. 
Yeah. Yeah. The only thing you can ask is, you don't look happy. Oh, I'm all right. I'm, I'm just tired. It's beyond tiredness. Now, verse 8. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I'm giving you a reason why we should serve God. You see, we, many of us don't know <laughs> what he does. Who he is. And, and the things that he's able to do. That's why I'm giving you the example that. Just imagine a house who lives with you. You pay the person's, uh, what's it called? Uh, salary. You feed the person. I mean, they don't pay rent in the house. Eh? They use everything they, in the house for free, you know. And when they have a problem, they go outside. Meanwhile, that problem, when they tell you, it's not a problem. It's a solution that you give them for their comfort. Because like, once somebody is under you and is, 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 is going through an issue, your, your place as the head is to make sure that it is well with the person. Isn't that the heart that we have? When you hear people who are around you who should come to you when there's a problem, it breaks your heart. That, ah, so you didn't come to me. What it means is that you don't trust. Meanwhile, everything that you know, every, everything that you have experienced and, and, and benefited from is a clear sign. Clear sign that this person, eh, he loves you. Yeah. Verse 9. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Hmm. He's giving testimonies. It's like when I take a step, it is God's glory that matters to me. Anything I do as a king, anything I do as a husband, anything I do, that's why he didn't allow any of his wives to despise God or his service to God. Not even his children. Not his throne. Not his council of elders and his guys. Nobody. Everybody knew him for one particular thing. That this guy, he loves God. Yeah. He loves God. Verse 10. I believed. Therefore, have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. I am talking about a human being who has experienced power, glory, and has also experienced problems. You see, sometimes some of you may not know where, but when you see somebody who is your boss and you see their glory, you know, you, you don't, sometimes your mind doesn't go to a certain level that this man can have problems that are more than mine. Because you see, you think that the way he is blessed, you understand? He, he, I mean, he can't have, yeah. Hey. But sometimes the head can have problems that are more than yours. Yeah. There are, there are people, many leaders become depressed. Yeah. 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 Many are the afflictions. Of the righteous. The Lord. 
Yeah. But the Lord. Because God knows that we are human beings with problems. And this is David's testimony. I believe, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. Verse 11. I said in my haste, all men are liars. You know, this is somebody who was praised. David as a young person, he was praised by women. They, they composed songs and sang. I mean, look, let me tell you something. Some of you, you have not been stars before, so you don't know <laughs> how it feels like. <laughs> I pray that we will have stars in this church. That you understand. When people praise you, you don't know what it does. Yeah. Some people even pride themselves that I have 100,000 followers on Instagram. I have uh, this uh, followers 3.8. I, I, I posted something and within one hour I had uh, 100k uh, views. It's A. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it makes them feel some because you look, you have posted your picture for two years now. Only five people. <laughs> two years. Five people. <laughs> I've commented. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like when he was having problems, the fame he had, apart from the women who were giving him praises, the men knew that this guy is a wild guy. And other nations, they knew about David. That's why when he went into the Philistines, he had to disguise himself because if they know that this is David, trouble. Yeah. He was a famous person. And anything he wanted, he had people to help him with. One time, he wanted water to drink, and he called his guys and said, can somebody bring me water? They had to break into the Philistines' uh, 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 land and kill human beings and fetch water and bring to him. When they bought the water, he said, no, it's too much. Let me offer it as a sacrifice to God. It's like, anytime he has a problem, there are people around, but there are times you can have issues in your life that you can be in a family with a lot of people, but hey, there is nobody. And you see, you can come to a point where you feel that people are not real. People are liars. People are hypocrites. People say certain things. You can't, that's why some people who don't believe anybody. One man, I, I mean, I have a friend who says, me, even my mother, I don't believe my mother. <laughs> yeah. Say, I don't believe, I don't believe my wife. I don't believe my child. I don't believe anybody. Yeah. If, 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 if he's sitting with you and he's drinking water and he gets up and he comes back, he won't touch it again. Yeah. Because of the things he has seen. <laughs> he doesn't believe anybody. All men are liars. Don't trust anybody. Sometimes a man marries a girl with, with high expectations and then you see that this girl, hey, you didn't think she would be like that. Then you begin to feel that that's how all women are. Sometimes that's how some of the women are. When they suffer from liars, one liar, everybody else is a liar. Mm, yeah. I said in my haste, this is David it's like, can you imagine this person who has so much power? I mean, Charlie, the fame, the name, King David, who has killed a thousands, oh, ten thousands. Yeah, Saul killed thousands. And meanwhile, it's only one person whose head he cut. At the time, they were singing their song. He had killed only Saul. Yeah, like only Goliath. Yeah. Only Goliath. 
But later he killed more. And God said, look, brother, you have too much blood on your hands. I mean, somebody who can kill 200 men for a bride price. He's not a simple man. <laughs> yes. All men are liars. Verse 12. Look at it. I like this. Then he asked the question. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? I think there's a song like that. I render unto the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. For he has done so much. For... Yeah. This where it's coming from. Yeah. And, and, and you see, the moment somebody poses this question, the moment somebody poses this question, it is a sign of honoring, paying back. Because he sits down and he realizes that God has been good to me. You see, some, look, all of us, don't think about David, think about yourself. Me, 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 when I came to the church, what occurred to me was that God has done so much because I could have also died. I used to sit down and I was afraid I was going to die. Yeah. I used to hear voices. If, if you don't change, you will die. Yeah. And I couldn't discuss it with anybody. Who are you going to discuss? Your father loves you. Your mother loves you. Eh? When you go out and you, are not, you have not come early, they are calling you. But the things that I was going through, eh, I couldn't discuss with them. It was God who came to my rescue. And I went on my knees and I spoke to him. And I had the assurance I have overcome death. I have overcome sorrow. I have overcome hopelessness. There is something in me. Then I asked myself, what should I do? That's how come I stayed in the church and committed myself. Just, Lord, whatever it is you want me to do, I will do it. It's not about, I want a husband, I want a wife, I want a car, I want money, I want this, I want that. Those things were not the priority. Because in the world, that is how I used to think. It's like any time we move, it's about money, it's about women, it's about pleasure, it's about enjoying life. Now that I've come into the Lord, that's not my heart. I can't come and sit before this God who saved me from things I couldn't discuss with anybody. I was, I was, I don't know whether I was even suicidal, but you see, I was afraid. I look at my life, I look at, I go and I come. Somebody would think that, oh, this guy, he's blessed. He's, he has a car, he has a job, he has friends. I mean, they are chilling, look at them, they wear nice clothes. They are this, they are that, they can eat in all kinds of places. But deep down, I was, I was in peril. Danger. I was going through things that nobody... I couldn't talk to anybody about it. The friends that we sit with and chat and laugh over football, when I leave them and I'm going home, I'm asking myself questions. Why? How long will I continue to be like this? Where will it end? Then the voice keeps telling me, if you continue like this, you die. You'll not live long. And how do you overcome death? It is only to the Lord. He's the giver of life. So when I came and I had the assurance that he has loved me enough for giving me my sins and called me his own, I asked this question, what should I do, Lord? And I found a church that tells me that you can be a servant. A servant. Verse 13. What shall I render? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. 
The first thing you do when you have to serve God is to honor your salvation. You see, when you have been saved, eh, let me tell you something. Don't joke with it. To take the cup of salvation means that you, you, when somebody sees you, they know that you have changed. It's like everything about you is that I, I'm, I'm, I'm different. I'm saved. Yeah. I can't sit and drink with you. <laughs> no. God has saved me. I can't smoke with you. <laughs> I can't sit in your car and go and visit a girl. I can't go to a party with you. Yes, my cup of salvation, it is ever before me. I honor God and I call upon his name. I'm not ashamed of who I become. You can laugh at me. You can, you can despise me. You can make fun of me. You can mock me and say things like, you will come back. You, I mean this thing. I mean, oh, you can despise me. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not ashamed. I never felt ashamed before my friends to say that I'm going to church. And let's go. I'm not sitting with you to drink. I'm not coming for your party. I had a friend, rich guy. One day, Bishop Eddie, when he came to airport church, he, 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 he wanted to do, what was it? I think it was a dinner or something. And he said he wants corporate guys, people with companies. And I said, well, I have friends like that. Let's go. We went around to some people. One guy, we went to his office. He welcomed us. He was talking about his projects, business. We listened to all that. Then Bishop said, oh, we are doing some dinner. So, I want to invite you to come. He's, 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 he said, I no go come your dinner. I no go eat your food. Yeah, I'm telling you, pride. You see, when when we if Bishop, Bishop Eddie has said this several times in preachings, I know I was with him. He was he was my friend who said it. You see, I said to myself, if I had not been saved, maybe I would have also spoken like that. I'm telling you, because of the way I was with him and the way we used to think. Small money that he has, I know go come your dinner. I know go eat your food. Then, then Bishop said, oh, okay, but you have staff. Let me invite someone. Then he said, oh, they are there. You can give it to them. It's like, you know, very disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's why me, you see, if you don't value what you have been saved from, then as you look at the world, you look at people, you think that these are the things, I mean, I felt sorry for him. And later, what he went through, what he went through, he, at a point, he even had to run away from Ghana and go and hide somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Despise God. Dishonor him. You feel that's like, when they say come to God, it's, it's a waste of time. And those of us who even are saved, sometimes you see, we don't, you may not speak like that, but your actions are like this person. Yeah, because you will not honor many invitations. You will not respond to things when it comes to God. You are just like this person who out of his pride spoke. You have not spoken, but you commit the same things. You don't have, you don't have time. There are Christians who don't have time. When 
they hear that you are doing something like church, oh, okay, let them do it. Yeah. Let them do it. When we have time, we will come. Oh, we heard that you people were doing a uh, uh, convention. You, you people. Yeah. Yeah. Church member. Oh, we heard that you people are doing some program. That's why I keep removing people from the church page. I, <laughs> I will remove. Uh, yeah. They don't respect you. Yeah. You people. That's how they talk. I'll visit you people. Hey, now, now you are calling us you people. Yeah. Yeah, and you're on the church page. I will remove you one time. Hey! Verse 14. Look, I'm finishing. I'm finishing. I will pay my vows unto the Lord. Now, in the presence of all his people. You see, and the vows are not only to do with money. What David promised was not money, offerings. Yeah. What he offered to give God was his whole life. All his life. His prayer life is like, he's not shy to call upon God. A king, when they hear that some enemies have risen, then he tells the people, wait, I'm going to pray. It's almost like, ah, this guy. Are you all right? Yeah. Are you all right? Verse 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. You know this one. You have heard it being used. Yeah. When somebody dies. Verse 16. I like this one. It says, and this is where I'm ending. Oh Lord, truly, I am thy servant. I am thy servant. Emphasis. And the son of thine handmaid. David's mother. Do you, do, do you know David's mother's name? Do you know David's mother's name? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He is like a, a product of a, a, a side chick. <laughs> So when they saw him, Radi, he's red, different from all his brothers. This guy can't be in this house. So he grew up living in the bush with a few sheep, no school, no exposure to anything that his brothers enjoy. Yeah. It's like he lives as if he doesn't, he's not part of them. What was the mother? The mother up to today is like, my you mommy, you two, if they don't like your son, take your son. <laughs> yeah. But you see, he's saying something. Oh. said, I am thy servant. I am thy servant. The son of thy handmaid. Yeah. The only thing that I remember my mother for He's telling me about God. Because he didn't learn it from his father. He didn't learn it from his brothers. They didn't have that heart and that devotion that he had. He was was different. So they found him strange. Anytime he talks, they say he's proud. You see, that's what salvation does. When you know that you have been saved, eh? it's not about money. 
he was he had nothing to be proud of but you see later in his years this the father the brothers all of them bowed to him i'm telling you they followed him he, he was a king anointed they were following him hmm. yeah thou has loosed my bonds if you say you are a servant let us see you acknowledging your salvation and rendering ask yourself what shall i do innocent ask yourself what should i do for god is god not you see if you don't know how god has loved you and that you are sitting here when i entered a church of eight people eight people oh Eight people in, in May 7, 2000, year 2000, exactly 2000, May 7, Sunday. Eight people have started a church. I joined that church and I said, this is my church. There was no comeliness. What should I do? I asked myself, what should I do in this church? The pastor comes here, arranges this thing. I'm, I'm going to do it. There are people who come. We can drop them. I had a car. I'm the only person. There's some other guy and the pastor. I will drop people. I will pick people. I, will, I, I, I just love serving God. It's like, what is it? This guy, some people in the area used to say that. I have a friend who became an assistant later. His auntie used to say that. That's your friend who doesn't have any work. He is coming to pick you again. Because like, you will hear me. And I used to drive my car in a certain way. When I'm getting to their house, I kick down. So they hear the sound of the engine. Ooh, that's your friend who drives always around. He's coming to pick you. Yeah. Like we are useless. Today, that boy, he passed away. My, my, my friend, he passed away. Before he, was, he passed away, everybody in his family knew that he was different. Even though it's like the, the auntie was a rich woman and the, his mother was a poor woman. I mean, different background, but he had honor in the home. Several times, the auntie has called us, pray for us, pray for our sons who are in U.S. who have become wayward. Yeah, something else. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to end here. Stand to your feet. I, I think I've spoken to you enough. Stand to your feet.